The Jeep Celebration event is here, which means great deals on the SUVs built to stand the test of time are waiting. Hurry in before time runs out. Right now, during 10 days to deal, financing at $5,250 total cash allowance on the purchase of a 2019 Jeep Renegade Latitude. Hurry to the Jeep Celebration event today. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery from dealer stock by 318-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark. What up, what up? It's your boy Vigo Sachi. This is The Investor Show, and you're checking in with the investor genius, Prince Dykes. Let's get it. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back live today. Um, as you guys and girls come in, Guys and girls said you kind of like the content that I do give you live market updates. Got great response from it. So when I have the opportunity to do it, I want to do it to kind of give you guys a quick rundown of what's going on in the market or what we have it, right? The only bad thing about doing it during the day is that the market can um the market can ship. So let me do a couple shares here before we jump straight into this. And as you guys and girls come in, hit the uh, like button as well. So as you guys and girls coming in, tell me where you're from. I'd like to start off with that. And then we're going to jump into the markets having a good day today, bouncing up 850 points the last time uh, as we check in the live. Now today, this live commentary, we're going to talk about what exactly, well, who is this guy behind me first? This is Chairman Powell. Chairman Powell he is the one that controls interest rates, one of the most powerful jobs you can have, uh, especially in the financial industry where you can control interest rates. And you can see, even though he raised, even though he lowered interest rates, he cut the stock markets. The stocks fell by 800 points yesterday, and it was mainly due to his outlook. That's the biggest thing people look for on Wall Street as an investor. People always look at the outlook. The market is always predicting predicting the future, right? One second. California, Miss Lawman, Mr. Lawman, okay. We got California in the building. But now, Mr. General Powell, not General, we do have a General Powell, shout out to him. But uh, Chairman Powell, he's the Fed chair. He's the one that's in charge of the federal government, in charge of the banks. He controls the interest rates that the banks get, right? So when he lower interest rates, when interest rates are low, People usually borrow more because money is cheaper to borrow, right? Now, why does he do this? He does this to uh, put settlement into the market. You know, the market had fell down. We had went down, I don't know, like 3,000, 4,000 points. We had went into correction status. And the reason why that is bad, because uh, if people lose confidence into a financial system, that's when you're going to see everything fall apart, right? Like if I was driving to work and I saw my bank was shut down, it was, you know, you know, uh, the bank was shut down. It's a long line around. People was trying to get their money. People immediately lose confidence in the market. Why do people lose confidence in the market? People lose confidence in the market. They don't put their money into the banks. I'm not going to put my money into the bank. I don't feel it's safe. And when people don't put their money into the banks, banks go out of business and everything else just crumbles behind that, right? Because how do you think our checks are written? Written. I'm pretty sure if you look into the company that you uh, that you're invested in or the company that you work for, they have other people that they work for as well, right? So, one second here. Let me uh, do another share real quick. 
said this thing is sharing property. Oh, it is. Oh, that's nice. So we're live here on Facebook and YouTube. So if you're not following me on Facebook, uh, check me out on Facebook. If you're not following me on uh, you know, YouTube, follow me on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Have you maybe checking this out? Trying out a new platform. Give you guys and girls more uh, content brought to you live stream. So now let's get back to the second part. I said we had the all-time low interest rates. What does this mean? How can you take advantage? Now, when interest rates are low, take someone like me, for example, who is uh, like I stated yesterday. Who's in the market for purchasing a house, right? Or who's in the market for maybe getting that business loan? Or who's in the market for uh, if you already own a home, if you purchased your home a couple of years ago, now you may be in the point of you may be refinancing, right? This is what you can do. You can refinance your uh, current mortgage. So maybe let's say if you had your mortgage at 30%. Not 30. Oh, goodness. I don't want to say 30%. That's more like a credit card. Let's say if it was 3%. Now interest rates have dropped down to 1.25. You may be able to refinance, you know, uh, depending on how your credit score looks and all that other good stuff, but you may be able to refinance for a cheaper price. And what I mean by refinancing for a cheaper price, you can refinance because you when you finance that 30-year loan for a $400,000 house, you know, your interest rate is at 3%. So your first couple of years on a typical mortgage is pretty much going to be interest, right? But you can refinance that if you got a 30-year mortgage. But you can refinance that, right? And when you refinance it, you can refinance it and it could actually drop your mortgages, drop your mortgage payments. So that could be something to put more money in your pocket that you could probably, possibly invest somewhere else. Maybe, you know, your mortgage may drop $100. You may take $100 and may, may be able to... Um, may be able to put that into stocks or another piece of property, whatever it may be. So that's one way you can take advantage. People who already own homes, uh, who already have a loan, maybe you might be in a situation where you could uh, renegotiate to get lower rates. Now, if you're someone that is going into the market like myself, someone who's going into the market, now may be a good time for you to jump on the rates, lock in a good rate to be able to jump into. Now, the bad part about that is, Rates can change at any time. Nobody's going to refinance for a higher rate, unless it's something I did that I don't know about. But everybody's open to refinance for a lower rate. So if you lock in, not saying you're going to get 1.25, but the, the Fed, this is the interest rate the federal government is going to give the bank. The federal government is the wholesaler. This guy right here you see behind me, this is Chairman Powell. He is the chairman of the Fed Reserve who controls the interest rate. He controls the interest rates the banks get once the banks get that interest rate they're going to put their profit on top of it so they may have two percent or three percent or four percent so the plus side is the two ways you can take advantage of this if you're someone that is looking to accure a large asset or where you have to borrow money this may be a good time to be able to take advantage of low interest rates right now the bad thing about it bad thing about a low interest rate society and that's the whole point of it he wants to make money uh, cheap so that people can be more enticed to spend people are more enticed to borrow you know making the economy go you need money flowing you need money to move this is the way the federal government moves money and when money starts to move this was moved the stock market right this is what moves investors as you guys come guys and girls coming in um hit the thumbs up button and tell me where you're from right who's catching this live and if y'all like the live uh content now um Another way to take advantage of this, this is usually a very bullish move to the market. 
right? But this is a bearish, not a bearish, but a bullish move to the market. This is something to stimulate the economy. This is showing that the government wants the economy to go up. They want the stock market to go up. They want to build con consumer uh, confidence, right? They want to build consumer confidence so the market can go up. I said this yesterday. I said this the day before that. The bear will come out and scare everybody, right? Oh, what's going on? We got Amber Mole from Philly, and we got William William Williams from Virginia. So we got California, Philly, and VA in the house that commented. Thanks to you guys and girls for tuning in. But that's one of the big things that we look at now, what's going on in the current market. The bear, the bear is when we go down, the bull is when we go up, right? I, and the bear... The bear will come out and it will scare everybody. This is the time you jump in. And I said this article just came out the other day where they were saying Apple was the first company that took the massive hit, right? Apple took a massive hit because a lot of their products come out of uh, China. And everybody was like, oh, this can disrupt their supply chain. And everybody was saying, hey, Brent, um, the stock. Uh, Apple was at $325. Now it was at 200 and I want to say 80, 90 something the last time I looked at it. And what caused this massive sell off? It was fear that, well, Apple first came out and said, hey, look, the factories are shutting down because of coronavirus. This could have a effect on us, on our future earnings if we're not able to get our supplies. But then I reminded everybody, Apple is part of the MAGA, not the Make America Great Again. We're talking about the Trillion Dollar Club, which is Microsoft, Amazon, Google, and Apple. They are part of the Trillion Dollar Club. Hey, Khalid, I'm horrible with reading, but uh, they say, hey, how is it going? How is it going out there? So Apple is a massive company with a trillion dollars. And I gave this basic scenario that said, hey, if you was making a million dollars per day and you had a child, and the daycare said they couldn't look for your child or they couldn't take care of your child that day. What are you going to do? Right. And uh, if you don't find child care, you're not going to be able to make your millions, millions of dollars. What are you going to do? You're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out when you have that type of money. Right. OK, I see somebody. just. This is my first time using this. I can't see who hit the thumbs up button, but I can see who hit the heart button. So thanks for whoever hit the heart button. Callie said, Prince, I sent you a DM on Twitter. He said, come join our value investing server on Discord. Let me see if you sent me a DM on Twitter. I don't really tweet like that. I'm on Twitter. I tweet, but I don't tweet too crazy, right? I, I Instagram, I Facebook, I YouTube, but I've never been able to get in Twitter. So I think I got a couple of Twitters. I need to get better at that. But I'm, I'm just not a, a tweeter. A Twitter? A Twitter person, <laughs> what you would call it, but uh, but yeah, definitely um, send me an email, Facebook me, or something like that, cause I don't even. Which account did you send it to? Did you send it to the Investor Show, or did you send it to Prince Dykes? I'm trying to see if I know how to get into this thing. I don't see a DM. I don't really, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, I. He said, "Yeah, the Investor Show." I don't see anything from. The last DM I got was from TD Ameritrade. <laughs> so shout out to TD Ameritrade for tuning in. But um, no, I don't have a DM from from you. I'm on the investor show. You know, 
So, uh, yeah, I'm looking at my DMs right now. I don't want to put people's name and face out there. But, yeah, I don't have any DMs from you uh, on the Investor Show, at the Investor Show. He said his username is, yeah, I don't. Oh, you sent it to Royal. Okay. Well, I got to. I don't see a DM on here. Well, at me, send it again because I didn't get a DM from you. But yeah, so the people that's coming in, the guys and girls that's catching this live, this behind you is General Power, Chairman Power. I don't know why I keep saying General, but this is Chairman Power. He's the, the chairman. He's the current chair. My email, I'm going to put my email right here for everybody to see. This is my email. Excuse me while I type in my email. This is for anybody out there who wants to email me. Make sure I didn't. Oh. I'm typing it into the chat room. It's prints at childrenfinancialliteracy.org. Right? Prince at childrenfinancialliteracy.org. That's Prince, P-R-I-N-C-E, my first name, children, C-H-I-L-D-R-E-N, financial, F-I-N-A-N-C-I-L, literacy, L-I-T-E-R-A-C-Y.org. That's Prince at childrenfinancialliteracy.org. All of that is what you call it. So he says he's going to send me an invite. Now, I probably won't be able to do, uh, I'll, I'll look into it. But anyway, back to the thing. The two ways for the people that are coming in now that I was saying you can take advantage, right? This is a very uh, bullish move, meaning the market is going to go up. General Powell, the whole reason to cut interest rates, because when the federal government cuts interest rates, this gives a, um, this, this is the rate, this is the wholesale price they give to the banks. So let's say for a prime example, if the if he raises the interest rates to 5%, the market is going to tank, right? That's first off. Now, what he's going to do is, uh, he said General Powell, <laughs> your chairman Powell. But what he's going to do, if he raises the interest rate to 5%, he gives that to the bank. The bank, when they go to lend money, they're going to have to put their, their cut on top of it, meaning they're going to probably charge you, the consumer, 6%. That means when you go to buy a house, when you go to buy a car, when you go to get a business loans, now your interest rates are going to be at least five point something percent and higher, right? Now on the reverse end, when we're at one point two five all time low, we have an all time low. Max B said, uh, "Man, I wish I could have made that twenty five percent." Max B and I DM'd you on Instagram because I remember yesterday when you logged in, you said, "Prince, man, have you seen XPXL?" I'm like, "Yes." Good time to grab it, right? Good time to grab it. And you turned around, and, you know, when I saw the market shoot off today like a rocket, I made sure I DM'd you and said, hey, Max B, you seen SPXL? Right? So, yeah, you're right. It also affects corporate bonds rates. So now what the interest rates do, someone who's a bond investor, that's going to make them leave bonds and go into equities in most cases. Because the interest rates are so low, they're not even keeping up with inflation. So that's going to make people, uh, hey, why am I buying these bonds? That means your savings account, your money market account, um, uh, 
the rate that you got on your savings account, the rate that you got on your money market account, the rate that you, um, he said, I hit you, I hit you back. You did? Okay, I haven't got a chance to see it. So, but yeah, that's the thing about, um, you got to pay attention to. The Fed interest rates, they're the ones who control, uh, they have a direct effect to everyday people by the rate we get on our money market account, our CDs, our bonds, when we buy a house, when we buy our next car, all of those. This is the wholesaler. He decides that. So when, when these rates go out, when they go up, it makes things more expensive, meaning it slows down the economy. The bad, bad sign of a slow in, low interest rates, it could foster false growth in an economy. Prince, what do you mean? Money becomes so cheap to borrow, everybody start borrowing it. That means banks are going to lower their bank rates. They're going to lower their, their, their rates to lower. It's easy to borrow money. Now people out there, you do too much spending. It's like giving, it's like raising the rate on everybody's credit card, their credit limit. Hey, you got a $10,000 credit limit. Now it's 20, 30, 40, 50. Go spend, 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 spend. It's okay to spend, but when people can't pay that money back, that's when you're going to have problems. This is when you can lead to inflation and hyperinflation, right? So uh, that's the way to look at it. That's the way you want to look at it, how you can take advantage the effects and the side effects of it. So now people, like uh, somebody was DMing me on uh, Instagram. Uh, not It was commenting on Instagram saying, Prince, you know, the economy is not strong. It's going to fail. It's going to fall. The recession is going to come. We all know that. I mean, I mean, good on you for saying a recession is going to come. What goes up must what? Everybody knows what goes up must come down. We understand that. We got it. We understand. But what I want to know is what can I do today? So I'm supposed to do just wait on a crash? When is crash supposed to happen? If you don't know exactly a date of when a recession is, come, recession is coming, it's pretty useless. Uh, he said, uh, Kelly said, our last few dis- our last few recessions had a demand crunch, but this time we're looking at a supply crunch, right? So if I'm interpreting that correct, he's saying, hey, a supply crunch could be with China, the coronavirus. You know, the coronavirus was bigger than what I expected because guess what? All the resorts closed. Not all of them, but a good bit of resorts closed. Airlines due to uh, uh, airlines, uh, airlines closed, schools closed. Um, military people didn't pull it in a certain basis. You've seen shipping companies close, UPS, all these companies that were affected. They didn't take anything from China. They didn't fly in, into China. That has a direct effect on our economy, right? So when that has a direct effect on our economy, what happens, right? So that's our supply chain. But guess what, Kelly, what I said, the supply, uh, I, I don't know who you are um, directly, Kelly. Right. But I, I would guarantee you this. If I came out and said, hey, my name is Prince Dykes and I make the Prince sweaters. And I had a great I'm a you know, I got a trillion dollars and I had a great supplier in California. But due to the earthquake, my supplier is down. And now that my supplier is down, they can't supply me my sweaters. So if there's anybody out there that can make my sweaters, please email me. Right. This is hypothetical for everybody out there. Guess what? I don't even make sweaters. I will probably figure out how to make sweaters. And what am I saying, Prince? What does that mean? With the supply crunch, with these trillion dollars companies like Microsoft and uh, and Apple, you don't think they're going to figure that out? 
I mean, heck, I would tell everybody in this group, hey, we're going to learn how to make iPhones because Apple needs a new supplier, right? So I knew and I figured they, they're going to figure it out. They're going to, you know, America can build it on iPhones. We just get them built overseas because they're cheaper. Of course, they're going to be more expensive here, which is going to raise the price, lower demand. But it's the same thing, right? Let me go check So that's what I want to tell everybody, right? It is short term. If you ran a trillion dollar company and your supplier warehouse couldn't meet your demand, what's the first thing a CEO is going to do? He said, but China has a lot of specific channels down available. That's true. China, that's why they're the king. They can do it for cheap. They can do it for a low price. They can make anything with good quality. In America, we're lazy. We don't want to work over eight hours. And if we do, we want to get it paid extra. Americans, we want to get paid a lot of money, a lot of benefits with the less amount of hours as possible. And we don't want to work extra. And if we did work extra, we want all the benefits. Americans want all the, we want all the, ben I can't, I, I'm that same way. I want all the benefits. I want amazing pay with a little bit of work. I don't want to work overtime. I want to get paid vacation, all of that. That's why we get everything made in China. China, people working 12 hours. They're working for a living wage, a decent, below average living wage. They have no health care. So their overhead is cheaper if you go to China, i.e., that's why Tesla is over there, i.e., that's why all of our major companies in America are getting everything and what you call it. Uh, not only, but redirecting your resources to find other manufacturers isn't an overnight transaction. You're right. You are 100% right. You just can't say, like, today, uh, if you put out a contract, if I never made sweaters and somebody telling me to make a sweater, I will figure it out, but it would take me a while. It will have an effect on you. But immediately, guess what? This is going to give them a crucial lesson. You should always have a backup anyway. I'm a submariner by trade. I'm a diver by trade. In the Navy as a diver. In the Navy as a submarine, submarine, submariner, right? Submariners are always taught a backup plan to a backup plan to the backup plan, right? When we go up under that water and we're diving, we're taught a backup plan to a backup plan to a backup plan. All facets of the military is taught that, right? We're always taught backup plans. So in business, I already know when I go shoot a show and I have a guest, I go in, I have a show written for my guest, then I have a show written for... If my guests don't show up, then I have a show written for if the cameraman don't show up, but I had to do it myself. So I always have a backup plan to a backup plan to a backup plan. And I hope a trillion dollar company with all the resources in the world has other manufacturers that are not located near each other. Right. I just hope so. So nobody goes out there just like, oh, when you're a small company, oh, that's my manufacturer. They get sick. I will wait. Okay, Kelly said, I got 1.1 million in cash sitting on sidelines. I'm going to wait this out for a few months and see what happens before I deploy the capital. Prince, what do you think about the market closing, uh, closing of the credit market? What do you think about the closing of the credit market? Explain that one. What do you mean by the, uh, the closing of the credit market? Now, if I had 1.1 million sitting in uh, cash, uh, you're right. I would deploy that slowly over time. I wouldn't put 1.1 million on a down market. 
investment grade issuers can't issue bonds. Um, what do I think about that? Investment grade issuers can't issue bonds. Now, um, so you're, you're talking about corporate bonds, like a corporate, there are no buyers. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of, but you got to think about it, Cal. There are no buyers of a, pretty much okay. Let me break this down for everybody that's trying to see what he's saying. When a company writes a bond, it's a way to raise money. Let's take me, for example, um, I want to build the investor show. I want to write another book. I don't have the money. So what I do is I issue you a bond, and you buy the bond from me. When you buy the bond from me, you give me money, and I tell you, hey, I'm going to give you your money back with a 4% return in two years, right? And you give me the money. I take the money, and I go create the book, the product, or whatnot, and I slowly pay you your interest back over time, right? How I feel there are no buyers or people are not buying bonds or people are not really running to bonds too crazy. It's kind of customary in a bull market, meaning when the market is going up like it is, people are going to run the equities, right? When the market is running up, you got a bull market, people are going to run the equities. Why would I want to, in a low interest rate society, with high interest, with a low interest rate society, with the equity market running up, investors are not going to be too interested in buying bonds. They're going to go for other places to invest their capital. For prime example, in my grandparents' era, they literally could save money and it was an investment. And what do I mean by that? They could literally just put their money inside of a savings account and get 3% a year. And it was considered a good investment. Nowadays, in their, grand, in their grandchildren's era, it's only 0.25. That's nowhere near keeping up with inflation, right? So people look for other ways. They're not going to invest through a savings account or mostly CDs or whatever, unless they're trying to preserve capital, they're going to go to through uh, equities. So that's why I think that is. He said, I think we're going to see some bankruptcies in some of the you know, highly leveraged firms. Now, when he speaks of highly leveraged, yes, because companies' inability to raise money, like if a company has a lot of debt on the books, that means you have to look at the debt-to-income ratio, right? But company, they, are, they survive by debt. They, you know... Um, they survive off of credit, a line of credit. And if that line of credit or debt stops or backs up, guess is what's going to happen. That's going to, oh, my God, I can't borrow money anymore. How can I keep my company going? If I can't keep the company going, the company goes out of business. So and he said that then once the company goes out of business, he's saying that people lose jobs, unemployment starts to rise, and it ripples throughout the economy. I don't know where the next bear is going to come from. He's out there. And there's always um, there's always a what you call it, right? There's always a um, something's going to trigger the market. It could be the coronavirus. It could be the bird flu. It could be the housing market. It could be the bond market. It could be the interest rates. It could be the next war. It could be it's a number of where it's going to come from. We know it's coming. It's a bear sitting over there. Imagine this. You are here riding a bull. It's a bear sitting over in the cage, and he's trying to get out. You know he's going to come out. He's going to scare everybody or whatnot. So what are you going to do, right? I don't know where he would come from. If I knew exactly where he would come from, maybe I could short that area. The thing about being on the bear side or the short side, not only do you have to be right, but your timing has to be good. If you buy puts, or if you short a stock for the wrong time, you know, you got to have timing when you on the uh, downside. 
right? Versus the bull person doesn't have to be as smart. If they purchase dips and they purchase consistently over a long period of time, they don't have to be as smart. They don't have to be as timely to, to ride a bull. But you have to be timely to take advantage of that bear. Okay, so Kelly said this is this has been the longest economical cycle in history. A lot of investors have become complacent to risk and black swans event. That's true, Prince. We only assess the probabilities and impossible to tell the future. Yes, we know we we know the bear's gonna come out. We know that. So this is what happens. In an expanding economy, it's classic. In an expanding economy, low interest rate, rising GDPs, right? Uh uh, low, uh, low, uh, low interest rates, rising GDPs, low unemployment. Fundamentally, we are in an expanding economy. But after the expansion becomes a peak, what leads us to the peak? Euphoria. We become complacent. We just buy any stock because everything going up. Then you know what happened? We don't even buy stock with cash no more. We'll start buying stock on margin. We'll cash out our credit card. We'll do everything. This is what leads us into a peak. This happens in every asset class. Because think about it. Many people that are in the cryptocurrency world, they're not buying it because of the value or whatnot. They're buying it just so they can sell it to somebody else higher. That's what happens in every asset class. That's why every asset class has a bubble. So we know that bubble will come because complacency will get away. People will stop buying good companies. They'll just start buying high-risk companies like Space, Uber. They'll just start investing in those because it just seems like everybody's going up. And then that's when that bear breaks the lock on the cage and comes out and slaughters everybody and the people that get it the worst are the people that are leveraged right who are highly leveraged right or who have shorted the market of some sort so but anyway that's gonna be my time for today um thanks for everybody that caught this live the people that catch the playback uh your response has been um amazing and great so i'm shooting live on facebook and youtube so anybody that's out there that want to catch us on YouTube and Facebook, follow me on both platforms. Uh, when I can give you guys live commentary while the market is open, I'm going to give it to you. And I'm still going to bring you the uh, tutorials as well as that you guys know and love. But uh, behind me is Chairman Powell. He's the chairman of the Fed Reserve. And you see that down arrow? He's been dropping. He's been cutting interest rates. He said, uh, Prince, I'm going to see you invite. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, he's been dropping interest rates, and I just gave away some ways to take advantage of that. I appreciate it. Thank you guys and girls for tuning in. Um, I got to get going. Until the next video, podcast, cartoon, book, or whatever else you see me do crazy around the globe, peace, be safe, I'm out. And it's not about what you bring in. It's all about what goes out. Peace.